Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Daytona Beach, Florida with my good friend Clint Proctor of the Wallet Wise Guy. Clint has lived in Daytona Beach all of his life and knows all the best things to do in his city. The weather is amazing all year long, so you can have a great time at the beach or catch a race at Daytona International Speedway. And you can't miss Bike Week every March when over 500,000 bikers roll into the city. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Daytona. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a Nectar Sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that Nectar Sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365-night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash nectar. Hey, Clint. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. Happy to be here, Lee. Definitely. So uh, today we're going to be talking about Daytona Beach, Florida. And so what's your connection to that city? Believe it or not, very few people can say this, but I've been uh, lived here my entire life, born and raised in Daytona Beach. So I'm a native here. Obviously, you didn't really have a choice as far as where you're born, but you have choice as you become an adult. Uh, what's some of the things that have kept you there? Yeah, obviously the beach is uh, my favorite thing about Daytona. I mean, I've always been five minutes from the beach and I absolutely love it. And uh, I love now that I have my own kids being able to bring them there and they can experience it as well. You know, it's warm here so many months out of the year. So we can be at the beach from anywhere from it's the end of March when we're uh, recording this beginning of April. And we could get to the beach now and really all the way up until around November. Uh, we're at the beach and my sons love playing in the sand. It just so happens Daytona. They, some people call it the world's uh, most famous beach because it was one of the first beaches that kind of became popular for being able to actually drive your car onto and park on. So it's kind of fun. You can drive onto the beach, open up the trunk, bring a picnic lunch with you and just kind of spend the day out there. And I love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, it's just those memories of you and your family. That's what keeps you there forever, right? Absolutely. So you talked a little about the weather and you mentioned certain months that are good to visit versus others. How's the weather the rest of the year? I mean, it's never cold. I mean, we always joke. We always hope that it'll be cold enough on Christmas to where you have to wear a jacket because <laughs> you, <laughs> you feel more like it's Christmas when you do. But there's been many Christmases when I've, you know, walked outside with my shorts and a t-shirt and it's, you know, January, February, same way, very few days out of the year that I ever have to wear a jacket. Right on. Yeah. So we're going to have a map uh, in the show notes and everything like that. But just for the listeners who are listening right now, where in Florida is Daytona Beach? Yeah. So we are kind of right smack dab in the middle. I mean, Orlando is not technically on the coast, but I like to say we're in between Orlando and Jacksonville because we're, as far as drive time goes, we are about an equal amount. We're a little bit closer to Orlando. So we're about an hour drive from Orlando and about an hour and a half from Jacksonville. And we're right on the coast. I think from what I saw on the map, probably about two thirds of the way up from the tip of Florida to the very top where Georgia is, you're about two thirds of the way up. Is that about right? That's exactly right. Yeah. In fact, there's a little kind of hump that comes out from the state that you'll see on the map and we're right, right above that. Okay. 
which is, I think, has protected us from some of those hurricanes that have hit in the past, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> sure. So when people come to Daytona Beach, what are some of the most popular items to do? Well, obviously, I mean, race fans come because it's um, where Daytona International Speedway is in Daytona, and it's kind of like the Super Bowl, they call it, of racing. You know, a lot of people, it's kind of different because it's the first race of the year. In most sports, the biggest event is always the end of the year, but in racing, it's the opposite. The Daytona 500 is kind of like a several week long event. It's the only race in NASCAR that they actually have to race to get into. Most NASCAR races, you have to, uh, you just drive around the lap, you know, around the course a couple times, around the track, and that's how you qualify. But with Daytona 500, around 50 cars will be racing each other just to get into the race. And then it whittles it down to about 43 they get to enter. And so people come from all over the place for that. There's also a race in the summer, Coke Zero 400. And then we have the Rolex 24, which is kind of cool because they actually uh, race nonstop for 24 hours. So it wow. takes several drivers to do it. It's pretty neat. It's pretty fun. That's intense. So if somebody wanted to come out for one of those races, do you have any tips as far as getting good seats or getting uh, cheap tickets? What are some of your tips? Yeah, it's a good question because being someone who lives here, all the businesses in town tend to give um, tickets to their employees. So I've been able to always get cheap you know, from friends and get cheap tickets or free tickets. I don't honestly have a great answer for that. That would be like an insider tip besides, you know, trying to go online like you would for any other, okay. you know, venue and trying to get the best deal that you can. Or they could just talk to you and, and hopefully you have some other friends around that have some extra tickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call. I can probably get you free tickets. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a lot of followers on Twitter after this, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Come on, follow me. <laughs> Uh, obviously, there's all the racing. Uh, what are some of the other cool things to do in Daytona besides uh, just lounging on the beach and, and chilling in the water? Yeah, we have like the second biggest bike fest, bike event in the nation. Bike Week takes place. Actually, it just happened in March every year around here. So you kind of have the races in February, and then you have Bike Week in March. And uh, it's just huge. It's massive. And it's just it's there's all kinds of events that go along with Bike Week. And then we also have... Another one in October, there's a smaller bike week that takes place in October called Biketoberfest. But then also we happen to be like the headquarters of the LPGA. So there's quite a few uh, golf events here. NCAA golf championships take place here. The Florida Gymnastics Championships are here. We have Florida Tennis Center is here as well. So there's a lot of sports stuff going on. Music-wise, we have a band shell right on the ocean. And all throughout May through September, they have live concerts with bands from all over the place, some smaller and some more well-known that take place on Friday and Saturday nights. And a lot of the Saturday nights also have fireworks shows afterwards. So um, that's just a few of the things. There's a lot that goes on around here for sure. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really full calendar. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so if people are coming into Daytona Beach, is there an airport that's close by or what's, what's the best way for people to get there? Yeah, it depends on kind of what, if you're wanting to fly a certain airline because you're wanting to use points, you may not be able to fly right into Daytona. We do have an uh, airport. We actually have one of the only one of the only aeronautical universities in town, Embry-Riddle. So we do have an airport. American and Delta and Silver and Sunwing all fly into Daytona. Other than that, though, you're going to have to go closer to Orlando. And, of course, MCO, Orlando International Airport. But there's also a smaller one where you may be able to get some cheaper flights in Sanford, which is about a 45-minute drive away from us. Okay. And like you said, if people are going to fly into Orlando, that's only about an hour's drive away as well, right? That's exactly right, depending on how I-4 is doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say if somebody was going to drive around to check out some of the things outside of the city or if they're going to fly to one of those other airports, one of the things Florida, I believe, is known for is a lot of toll roads. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I don't think it's as common. Or In Orlando, definitely there is quite a few toll roads that – 
you can get on and maybe by accident. But I've been like to Texas, for example. It's not nearly as crazy as like you can't hardly seem to find a road that's not a toll road in Texas. But you can get to just about anywhere without using a toll road, especially using I-4 here in Daytona, Orlando area in central Florida. However, if you want to, it can save a few minutes and use the uh, toll roads to save some time. But I usually just use my Google Maps and say avoid tolls. Okay, that sounds good. And then so when people are coming in, say they fly right into Daytona, is it something that where they need to get a rental car or is it good public transportation? Should they just use Uber? What's the best way to get around? Yeah, I would say you're going to want to rent a car or if not, you can use Uber. We do have an Airbnb that we uh, that we have people come into and stay. It's booked pretty much year round. And we have a lot of those who stay with us who actually don't bring their car with them. They use Uber and Lyft. So you can get around, especially if you're just going to the beach. Um, if you're planning on hitting some of the theme parks, of course, up in Orlando, you're going to want to have a rental car. Public transportation is uh, is a no-go down here. I mean, technically, we have a bus system, but <laughs> we don't really have a bus system. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I hear you. Back in California, it was kind of the same way. Our public transportation, a lot of times, would take you to all the places you don't want to go, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much right. And the gaps in between are, are ridiculous. Like, oh, it'll be back again 30 minutes from now. So yeah, you don't, you don't want to take public transportation around here. And okay, so now we're into town. We've, we've checked out NASCAR. We've checked out you know, some of the bike weeks and, and things of that nature. What are some of the other cool things to do in, in town? We have different cultural festivals throughout the year. There's a Celtic festival. There's a Greek festival. There's a Native American festival. There's, there's a hippie fest. There's a couple art festivals, a really big one and about 30 minutes away in the land that happens every fall here, right in Daytona. There's a Halifax art festival. So those are all really cool events. And then honestly, if you're here during the warm months, you're going to want to be at the beach. And there's quite a few beach rental places that you can, you know, if you're coming down here, you're not going to be bringing a surfboard with you probably unless you're driving. If you're flying, especially, you're not going to have what you need to get the most out of the beach. But there's plenty of places where you can rent a surfboard, rent a jet ski, rent a four wheeler on the beach. I mean, so you can kind of have as much fun as you want. There's also quite a few rivers right around here and springs. So if you're an outdoors type of a person, there's just a lot to do and have a lot of fun with. I'm not familiar with Daytona. I haven't been there before, but I know back in California that there were certain beaches that were more popular than others as far as tourists. And if you wanted to have a little bit more of a quiet time, you go to different beaches. Sure. What's the beach situation there in Daytona? Yeah. Well, the main drag that everybody kind of spends time on is International Speedway and International Speedway, which is what the track is off of on the mainland. But if you take east all the way to the beach, there is a bridge um, International Speedway bridge that goes over the Halifax River and then brings you on to beachside. You don't really, if you want to be kind of have some privacy, you don't want to take that bridge to get to the beach. You'd be better off to take the Dunlawton Bridge, which is in Port Orange, which is our neighboring city. And then once you go over the Dunlawton Bridge, you'll actually take a right and head towards uh, an area called Ponce Inlet. And as you're heading toward Ponce Inlet, there's plenty of parking for free all along the way until you actually get to Ponce Inlet. When you get to Ponce Inlet, if you wanted to enter into Ponce Inlet, you can. It's kind of like a national park. You can pay to get in. But you don't have to do that. It is pretty in Ponce Inlet because there's a jetty, quite a few areas to cook out and stuff. But I go towards Ponce Inlet when I'm wanting to go to the beach. I don't quite go into it, but I go towards that area and then I park for free and there's like nobody there. It's fantastic. Speaking of parking, as, as you're cruising throughout the city, maybe going to grab some dinner or check out some of the festivals or museums, things like that. What's the parking situation like inside Daytona? Yeah, it's really good. I don't think you'll have any problem finding parking, even if you're in the busiest section, like near Main Street or right off International Speedway uh, near the beach or kind of the most busiest area on beachside is um, the Ocean Walk. There is a parking garage there 
And if it was a busy festival, you maybe would have to use it, but you can honestly find uh, parking along the side of the road almost any time of the year. Oh, perfect. One thing we don't want to miss out on whenever we visit cities is the food. So what are some of your favorite places to eat in, say, Daytona? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. That is a huge uh, seafood person, and I'm not as big of a, I should say, I'm not a fish person, which is funny because, you know, Daytona is known for their seafood, but they do have quite a few seafood restaurants that are popular, but I do love shrimp and I do love lobster and things like that. And there are some places that are unique to us. The most kind of well-known spot that everybody talks about, and for good reason, is Ant Catfish. It's right on the river, the Halifax River, and you wouldn't want to go early or be ready to wait for a while if you go there because it is incredibly popular. But they have great seafood of all kinds, but they also have this hot bar, which a lot of the dinner meals come with included. You can get actually just a salad bar and hot bar on its own, but the hot bar is really cool. It's got like baked beans. It's got cornbread. It's got mac and cheese. It's got these cheesy grits. It's just got all kinds of good stuff, and that usually comes with your meal. And every meal also comes with hush puppies and uh, cinnamon roll, homemade cinnamon roll as well. So it's just a fun experience, and it's right along the river, so you can look over the, uh, the water, maybe see you know some fish and stuff while you're there. And, the, and there's a little pier that the kids can walk out to and a playground for the kids. So it's a really fun experience all around. No, that sounds fantastic. Sounds like a perfect place to go with the, with the family. And, and like you said, try to get there a little bit early. Maybe that way you can, you can snag that seat that's right by the window. Yeah, definitely. And they have early bird pricing as well. I'm not sure. I can't remember when it ends. I think it's like 530. But yeah, if you, it gets a little bit cheaper if you can get there for early bird. So that's my favorite seafood spot. A lot of people who come here love to go to the boardwalk and they go to uh, Joe's Crab Shack. And I've been there as well. And it's good. It's really good food. I prefer Ant Catfish, but Joe's Crab Shack is fine. And it's right over the beach, which is kind of cool. But I have a lot of restaurants that I just like anybody else would that are just different cuisine that I kind of have become my favorites here. Okay. So like one of them, I think you said is uh, Lian's a Chinese restaurant. Correct. That's my all time favorite restaurant. Yeah, no doubt. If I had to pick a favorite place for a birthday or any other kind of occasion, I'd be at Lian's. You know, it's funny because they, they took over this plaza and they moved into this plaza that was really a plaza that nobody ever went to for any reason. And they literally by themselves have made this plaza into a busy spot because like everybody <laughs> loves Lian's. And Leanne is there almost every single night and they are just like the happiest, like nicest waiting staff in the world. And the food is just no matter what you get. And it is an extensive menu. No matter what you get, it's just so good. The combination meals, the beef and the uh, the pepper meal, and it's got like a brown gravy all over it. The pepper steak is what it's called. It comes with not only the meal itself, but also comes with wonton soup. It also comes with these little uh, awesome, you know, chip things that you put in the duck sauce. It's just got a whole experience that's fun and it's pretty affordable for what you get. So I would highly recommend it. No, that sounds delicious. I'm all about some steak. So yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to go there. It's awesome. And so, okay. So what are some of the other cuisines and some of the other places that you like to go or that you really recommend visitors come and check out? Yeah, we got a local guy who owns a chain. I think there's only two of them of wing restaurants, like a sports pub. Hooligans is the name of it. There's one in Daytona and one in Port Orange. And Hooligans is, again, if if you're going on weekends, you better get there early because they are really, really popular. But their wings are super amazing. They have all kinds of different flavors. And they they make them, if you want them to, what they call Wally style, uh, which is kind of like they fry it at extra time. And so they're a little bit more crunchy and okay. they're fantastic and they have all kinds of different flavors. My favorite's the garlic teriyaki, but no matter what you get, it's pretty good. Right on. So it's, it's like a sports bar, kind of like a Buffalo Wild Wings, but like more of like a local spot? Correct. And we have a Buffalo Wild Wings in town as well, but everybody here swears by hooligans. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, the way I look at it is whenever you're traveling, if you get a chance to 
you got two similar places. If you get a chance to go to a local spot versus like a chain place that you can go anywhere, you definitely got to hit up that local spot. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So that'd be my favorite place for that kind of a meal. If you're looking for breakfast, there's a local spot called Seas Waffles and they have, I think they have, they're keep expanding. I think they have four or five locations now. So no matter what area of Daytona you're in, you probably can find a Seas Waffles. They have this meal. It's called the Hungry Gin. It's nuts. I think it comes with three eggs and uh, it comes with the waffle, which is the best. Their waffles are incredible. Three eggs, hash browns, three pieces of bacon, it comes with every type of uh, breakfast food you can imagine. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Um, I've never, I never had ordered it before. When my buddy got married, we all went there the morning of his wedding. Uh, all the guys that were part of the wedding party, we bought it. We said, you have to eat the whole thing. You can't leave any on the plate. And he was like holding his stomach afterwards. <laughs> but me and my <laughs> wife, uh, we'll share it. And and their waffles are incredible. You can get them just normal or you can get them with cinnamon in the batter and get Ooh, them with whipped nice. cream on top. Oh, yeah. It's really great. So are they more like the Waffle House style where it's like a little bit thinner or are they more like the Belgian? Like no, they're more thick like the ones? Belgian. Yeah, they're thick. Nice. When you tell me that story about your buddy, I just poor dude. He probably doesn't even fit into his tuxedo after eating all that food. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We got a picture of it, like bowled over in agony. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One other place you mentioned that was really good is uh, like for dessert. Where would they go for dessert? Yeah, Ritter's Frozen Custard is a great uh, local place that we have in town. A lot of a lot of people love. There's no, which a lot of ice cream places don't anyway. But there's no indoor seating. But it's like this round shape of the building. And so they have windows all around it and there's just a ton of outdoor seating. Again, there's a playground for the kids. Their frozen custard is just different than other stuff that you'll take because it is custard and it's just so thick and creamy and tastes great. And they have these glaciers that are just like a, you know, with Dairy Queen equivalent of like a, um, of a blizzard, but they're at a different level over there. They are pricey. Uh, Hey, but if you're on vacation, you got to go by and check them out. They're great. Yeah, it's getting those uh, unique experiences and getting that unique uh, kind of twist on things. That's what traveling is all about. Exactly. So Clint, thanks for sharing all these different tips and tricks for Daytona Beach. Uh, we got a lot more that's going to be in the show notes and everything like that. But now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody was traveling to Daytona and only had time for one meal, where should they go and what should they eat? Yeah, you know, I wanted to go with Leanne's, but I got to go with the Ant Catfish. You need to go to Ant Catfish and I would get the shrimp and catfish because that's what they're most known for. All right. And then obviously you lived there your entire life. What's one of your most memorable stories of, of Daytona? Actually, you know, it's funny. I wasn't into racing as a kid. A lot of people aren't, but I, I had the, you know, the track in town. So we were given free tickets to go to the track for a race one time. And I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. That first time the cars are rushing by you at 200 miles an hour and the noise and it was breathtaking. And I remember like, wow, this is so cool that this is in my town. And I got a picture of the day and it, it was a fantastic experience that you can only do in Daytona, really. Right on. Yeah, I, I went to racing in Fontana, which was over in Southern California. Right. And man, you have to wear headphones because it is so loud at there because the, the engines and you hear them on TV, right? As they drive by and everything like that. But it doesn't do it justice until you're actually there in the stands and, and hearing how loud those engines are as they come whipping by the stands. It's intense. You can't hardly even like you're when they by the moment you see them coming up, they're gone. These cars and you wonder how do you possibly jockey and move and pass at that speed? You have so much more respect for the sport when you actually see it live. That's why I always tell people I'm like, you really need even if you're not a sports person, not a race person, you need to go see a race because it's it's just an entertaining thing, whether or not you really know any of the guys names on the track or not. I totally agree. So when you're in Daytona, where's like the happiest happy hour? 
Well, I'm not actually a drinker myself, but I do know of some places that people like to go to, but I, I can't really speak from experience. So I don't know if you want me to skip that one or not. No, no. Like I said at the beginning, it's like whether it's food, whether it's drinks, other people's experiences. Yeah, I know people love the Boot Hill Saloon's really popular. The Oyster Pub is really popular. Right off Main Street, the Main Street Station's popular. And in Port Orange, there's a place called the First Turn, which is really popular, especially on Bike Week. It's crazy on Bike Week over the First Turn. Nice. And so whenever I travel, one of the things I like to do is try to sample the local pizza. Where's the best pepperoni pizza in Daytona? Oh, man, I had such a hard time with this one because I have so many places I love. But I'm going to go with a place called Pagano's Pizzeria. And they have a couple different locations, uh, one in South Daytona that I go to primarily. And not only is the pizza fantastic, it's been family owned their entire ever since they've uh, opened up their doors and they're always busy. They make their own marinara sauce. They make these incredible uh, garlic knots that every time I walk in the door, I have to order a thing of garlic knots with my wife because we love them so much. The pizza is great in and of itself. They also have these things called uh, pinwheels, which are kind of like, you know, a twist on a, on a uh, stromboli. So, yeah, you got to check out Pagano's if you come to town. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> whenever I hear pizza like that, especially you get the garlic knots and everything else, my mouth is watering. Oh. I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. So, Clint, I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing everything you know about Daytona. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and where they can reach you? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm born and raised here in Daytona. I've been a pastor here for over 10 years, and I just started kind of moving into writing about personal finance and uh, writing about travel as well. So you can check out some of my stuff on WalletWiseGuy.com and uh, follow me on social media. WalletWiseGuy is my basically my handle on any of the social media outlets. And uh, check out some of the stuff that I write about, how you can save money, uh, spend less, and also uh, have some good uh, good times traveling for as little as you can and enjoy life. Hey, we're all about that for sure. Hey, Clint, again, thanks for being on the show. I know that I've learned a lot about Daytona. I'm definitely going to add it onto my list. Got to go get some of that pizza, some of that frozen custard, uh, and hit up that pepper steak over at Leanne. So I'm ready to go. They're all about three minutes from my house. So make sure you hit me up if you come into town. I'd love to be able to have some pepper steak with you. I definitely <laughs> will, bud. Thanks for being on the show, and we'll see you when we travel there. All right. Thanks, Lee. Whether you want to witness 500,000 bikers rolling through the city, chill on the beach, or watch the best drivers in the world race for the checkered flag, Daytona Beach has you covered. After hearing Clint describe the pepper steak at Leanne's Chinese restaurant and the Wally-style wings at Hooligans, my mouth is watering and ready to chow down. And I love that Daytona is only about 90 minutes to Orlando or Jacksonville, so you can check off those other Florida vacation destinations all on the same trip. What's your favorite thing you learned about Daytona Beach, Florida? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Daytona or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Kathy Mills of Wall Street is Waiting takes us to Manila, Philippines, where we'll dine on local delicacies, visit historical World War II sites, and explore the Imelda Marcos Shoe Museum. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.